This is the Season Long Podcast in support of the YouTube channel Season Long Baller. Happy to have you with us, and I hope you are having a wonderful beginning to your week. So as you know, the season is over for the actual NBA and, of course, our simulation, the Washington Wizards with a 4-1 to series win over the Memphis Grizzlies to take the NBA title. Obviously, the Wizards have made some changes in real life. We'll talk about that a little bit later on and how that will affect Jamon Summers and NBA 2K24. But for now, let's take a review or a quick review of the season for the Washington Wizards and our player bill, Jamon Summers. Now, back in October, we created the play mod, the, the player build, Jamon Summers, 6'5 point guard out of William and Mary. And we put him on the Wizards because we figured that we wouldn't put him on a team with a, a veteran point guard like a Steph Curry, or in that case, a superstar point guard like Steph Curry. And we wouldn't put him on a team with a young developing point guard like LaMelo Ball, who, of course, is already playing great in the league anyhow. So we ended up, after considering some other teams, we ended up putting him on the Wizards where Monte Morris, and again, no disrespect to Monte Morris, was penciled in as the starter, and Morris ended up coming off the bench for our team. So with that, taking a look at what Summers did during the playoffs, starting all 18 games, of course, and led the playoffs in scoring, averaging 20.1 a game. He also was 6th in assists at 5.1 a game and averaged, um, well, shot about 38.5% from the field shooting from, uh, 38.5% from deep uh, during the playoffs, which is a little bit lower than the 40% he finished in uh, the regular season. And again, we'll talk about a little bit of the season stats as well. Uh, Ended up shooting 93% from the free throw line or just over 93% from the free throw line in in uh, in the playoffs. And that was good enough for sixth, as you can see. However, (laughs) during the season, he was around that percentage as well. And that was good enough for first place in free throw percentage uh, during the season. But as you can see here, uh, he did not finish uh, in first place in that position. Now, taking a look at just the NBA Finals, Summers again led everyone in the finals in scoring. And of course, this led to or part of the reason why he was the NBA uh, Finals MVP. And a lot of the finals talk or the final finals talk, (laughs) uh, game five is back in uh, podcast number 31 from uh, last Monday. And again, thank you for listening to that. And Summers averaged 20.8 points a game in the NBA finals. Uh, That was best in the finals. And John Morant finished second at 19.8 points. Summers also was first in assist at 5.8 a game and did not miss a free throw during the finals, and finally shot 55% from the field, which again was best in the finals from those who shot the ball enough. And of course, you know, (laughs) Jamon Summers, of course, we were going to shoot the ball. That's what we've done all season. And then in the finals, recovered a little bit in in terms of the three-point percentage, shooting uh, 39% uh, for, I'm sorry, shooting 42%, 42%, just a shade under 43% from three-point territory in the finals. And that is a much better percentage than what he did uh, or what we did in the first three rounds. Now, uh, free throws attempted. Summers also got to the free throw line more than anyone else in, in, this, uh, in the final series, uh, shooting uh, 3.6 attempts per game. And Summers was number one in plus-minus at nine a game. Uh, here in the finals. 
So, as you can see, taking a look at the past champions, the Wizards, of course, for this season, uh, four games to one. And again, we will talk a little bit about what the Wizards' future will look like in uh, just a bit. Uh, Coach of the year, I don't know if we've mentioned that in any of the previous podcasts, but again, probably no surprise, Wes Unsell Jr. getting that award, the head coach of the Washington Wizards. The Wizards, again, quick review, finished 66-16, and uh, ended the regular season on a seven-game winning streak, and that was good enough for the number one seed in the East. Out West, the Grizzlies were in a battle with those top uh, three teams there, uh, in a battle with the other two top teams there, the Clippers and the Mavericks, all season long. But at the end, despite losing their last game of the season and the Clippers winning their last four and the Mavericks their last six, the Grizzlies did hang on to the number one seed in the West with the Clippers and Mavericks finishing two and three, respectively. Now, this season as a whole, Jamon Summers finished second in scoring to Luka Doncic. Uh, Summers averaged 17.2 a game to Doncic's uh, 17.7 a game. And again, uh, that was good for second in the league. But I will admit, fully admit that Summers, okay, me, <laughs> shot the ball more than anyone else in the league as well. Summers finished uh, sixth in assists at 4.9 assists a game. And this is probably a good uh, opportunity to, to tell you now, in case you did not know, we did play six-minute quarters all season long. So that is why you see some of the stats uh, compressed the way they are, uh, playing roughly half of the length of a regular game, obviously. Uh, there are some stats that are skewed, as we've mentioned, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later on as well, so stick around. And again, finishing sixth in assists at uh, 4.9 a game. Sanders, uh, I'm sorry, Summers, was 51.4% from the field, and that is not in the uh, top 10 in regards to uh, that. And actually shot the ball, as I was mentioning a moment ago, shot the ball 12.3 times a game. Um, yeah, that's more than anyone else in the league. And, and Trey Young at 11.7 attempts a game uh, was second in the uh, league. Uh, points allowed, believe it or not, all season long, we were number one in that category. And we were over 10 points a game allowed. But as you see, we finally recovered a little bit, not much, but a little bit, and slipped under 10 points a game and even better, finished uh, second in that category. Now, yes, it's second worst, but considering that we were over 10, I think we were even over 11 points given up. And that was easily number one at one point uh, to drop to second in that and then just 9.5, well, not just, but 9.5 points a game. That is some improvement. And hopefully in 2024, we will improve on that number even more and not be in the top 10 in that particular category. As I mentioned earlier, Summers did lead the league in free throw percentage at 92.9% uh, during the season. And again, that was not worth uh, the number one slot there. And as we also mentioned earlier, uh, Summers did get just over 40% in terms of the three-point percentage at 40.2. So Summers did finish 90, 50, and 40, 90% uh, from free throws, 50% from the field, just barely, however, and then just barely getting over 40% in uh, taking shots from downtown. Uh, the plus-minus, Summers did finish tied with uh, Bradley Beal at 6.9 uh, plus-minus per game. And again, for a portion of the season, Summers was not number one in that category, but as the season wore along, uh, Summers did improve. 
as we got on the field, probably better better defense. <laughs> That's probably number one, not getting burned as much. I mean, after all, uh, John Morant's um, 42 points was the best total in the league, and a majority of that came against us, but we don't like to talk about that and the uh, summer massacre. So something that was mentioned in the comments uh, earlier in the season was the fact that we do play the six-minute quarters. And so taking a look at the per 36 stats, which will give us a little bit better of a comparison to a regular season in the NBA, Summers, as you can see, was off the charts, along with other players like Luka Doncic and John Morant and, of course, Trey Young. Uh, Summers averaged 37.5 points per 36. Now, the interesting one is Daniel Gafford here at 31 points per game per 36. So that's interesting. And of course, Gafford finished second in the league to in our simulation to Ben Simmons in sixth man of the year. Uh, but Summers here in the per 36 was at 37.5 points a game. That was uh, good for number one. And his 10.7 assists per 36 were good for fourth in the league. Uh, Summers, of course, <laughs> allowed, I'm sorry, attempted uh, nearly 27 shots a game. And that is, again, almost, well, is actually a little bit more than four, sh- uh, three shots better than the second place person here. But Summers in the per 36 averaged 27 shots per game, making almost 14 of those shots. And again, uh, you know, 26.8 and, att- and attempted 11.8 shots per 36 as well. So Summers was tops in that category. And in the plus minus per 36, Summers finished third at 15.1 on the plus side in that category. Now, taking a quick look at the Wizards roster, which obviously has changed, Bradley Beal finished the season as the best player on the team. Uh, And again, that was the case as the season started. He was an 86 overall. Porzingis was an 85 overall. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was an 81, uh, Monte Morris was an 80, and then you get to Jamon Summers as an 80, and that is followed by uh, Daniel Gafford at 78. But now, uh, well, actually, as you remember, during the season, uh, towards after the trade deadline specifically, I talked a lot about how Rui Hashimura was no longer on the roster. Obviously, he was traded to the Lakers, but in our simulation, was still a member of the Wizards and a key part of the, uh, of the bench unit. And of course, Will Barton was given his release during the season. But now, when you look at this roster, there's hardly anyone, after the Wizards made their moves, uh, that is left on the roster. And we'll have to see how that plays out. But as you see, Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma, um, Barton, Hashimura, all gone. So we will see how the Wizards will reshape their roster as they're going into a full-blown rebuild and what will that mean for Jamon Summers and the Wizards uh, and uh, Jamon Summers and uh, the Wizards going forward? We will talk about that a little bit later on. As you see, Porzingis is an 85 there, Kuzma is an 81, and Rui Hashimura, as I just mentioned, was a 77. Now, taking a look at Summers' best of the season, Summers did score 33. That season high came against the Miami Heat and uh, the aforementioned Ja Morant. 42 Sunday Massacre game was the best in the league. Uh, Summers 12 shots or 12 um, made baskets was also a career high 
And again, the Sunday massacre from John Morant was the uh, league leader. Uh, Summers, 22 field goals attempted. That's our high as well. Uh, Three-pointers made six in a game. That's the high for us in our career high. Uh, 13 three-pointers attempted. That is, again, the career high. And then free throws made and attempted. Career highs uh, is being uh, is 10. So we will see. And, of course, those are season highs since Summers was a rookie. We'll see if we can improve on those numbers in next season. Awards, Summers did finish second team All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, and first team All-Rookie. Now, we had two badges uh, during the season, and we will see if we are able to um, improve on those badges. Uh, Summers had the shooting badge, uh, where it was uh, the distance badge, unlimited range, and had the dimer uh, badge as well. So those were the two badges that we equipped Summers with. And again, the reason for this, uh, in the rookie class that Summers is in, and that of course includes Chet Holmgren and the NBA's actual uh, rookie of the year, Paulo Bencaro, uh, both of them, or, or they had like three badges or, or two badges, but nobody had more than three. I believe Bencaro had three. Uh, Jabari Smith I believe had two, uh, but again, no one had more than three. Uh, ben Carroll had three, so we gave Summers two badges to start off his season. And this is a good opportunity to mention that right now we are going. I am going through again on a suggestion from someone from the community, and thank you very much. Using the program Synergy 2K to simulate Summers or to actually input Summers stats during the season and see what we can get in terms of XP, and then we will use that to upgrade Summers for next season and we will talk about that in the future as i am uh, inputting that right now so again thank you shout out to the community for mentioning that program and that's uh, synergy 2k and we will be using that uh summers looks like the season ended at a very good time as summers <laughs> looked like he was headed towards injuries as you can see especially with the hips and the ankles so good time for the season to end when it ended up in, uh, when it did end uh with game five of the nba finals and then taking a look at the shot clock, uh, our shot chart, as I have been uh, ribbed over the season for that lack of mid-range shots. <laughs> uh, but as you can see, Summers was good from uh, the top of the, uh, well, from deep uh, straight on, 9 out of 14. And from the wings, shot um, 114 shots from the wings and made exactly half of those on the right side when facing the basket uh not as successful on the left side in that same position shot there 143 times as well and uh only connected with 34 percent of those are just higher than 43 34 uh, percent of those attempts uh, again getting a little closer to the basket in that mid-range area we've talked about summers going around from the left here in the mid-range, Summers was 27 out of 66, and then from the top around the key area was just 7 out of 20. And then uh, on the right side, again in the mid-range area, Summers was 40% from the field there. And taking it out a little further, you can see on the left, Summers was only 3 out of 19 this season, 15.8% from the uh, left wing. And on the right, only attempted 7 shots, and that was 42.9% clip there. Uh, in the corners or, or towards the corners in the wing, Summers was 40.8% on the left and 35.7% on the right. And again, from deep, Summers was 27 out of 76 when uh, straight on at a 35.5% clip. And I guess, again, if we want to work on something, 
mid-range game will be something that we can work on in the offseason as we prepare for NBA 2K24. So, as we mentioned, Bradley Beal is gone in the trade, obviously, to the Phoenix Suns. Porzingis was traded just a little bit later on, uh, traded to the Celtics as part of that three-team deal that sent uh, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. At Kuzma right now has opted out. He is a free agent. And obviously, the, uh, the Wizards had several draft picks or had three or four draft picks in this draft. We'll talk about that a lot more in August with the draft picks. But Beal, Porzingis, and Kuzma were the main main three players that we relied on this season during uh, our simulation. Porzingis finished second team All-NBA. He was the only Wizard All-Star in our simulation. And he was the defensive player of the year, uh, Bradley Beal. And he was also our second leading scorer. So this is a major loss for our simulation. Uh, Bradley Beal at one point was our closer, ended up getting hurt in November in a game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That kind of changed the dynamics of the team. Uh, Summers and us taking more shots, getting more comfortable with uh, taking those shots. But Beal still had his moments, uh, notably in game five against the Cleveland Cavaliers, where he did score uh, 30, what was that, 33 points in that game or 30 points in that game? I'm kind of slipping my mind at the moment. But he was big in game five, hitting uh, going like 10 out of 11 with seven straight threes at some point in that game. And also was the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. So that is a big loss. We'll see where Kuzma ends up. But I have a feeling that he is not going to end up with the Washington Wizards. So normally in our podcast, this is the time where we do our Jamon Summers play of the week. However, obviously the season is over. So we'll just pick one of Jamon Summers' best plays of the year. Bridges had a wide look there, but had a notion, didn't take it. Over to Booker, Booker to Aiden. I get the block on Aiden. Wow. Pushing it up. Over to Porzingis to finish with a dunk. Yes. Great sequence there for the baller. (laughs) Yes, I know that's a little surprising that we didn't select a three-pointer or a dunk. Actual defense and then an assist. Yes, I know. I know that is very surprising. And we could have gone with several, the 360, uh, the 360 alley-oop against, uh, I guess, I believe that was against the Bulls, the back-to-back three-pointers against the Memphis Grizzlies that saved the Wizards in that game and culminated with a three-point play where Summers hit Daniel Gafford for the assist and he was fouled and that allowed the Wizards to win uh, that game. And of course, the key back-to-back threes in game five of the NBA Finals. So those are all good candidates. But we decided to go with this play against the Phoenix Suns, and I hope you uh, like that play as well. So here's what's going on uh, for the uh, coming up for season-long baller. We obviously we won't have any games until October, uh, when we will get into NBA 2K24. So for the rest of July, uh, or for July, I should say, we are going to be on hiatus. As I've joked, Jamon Summers needs to rest. <laughs> Then once we get to August, we'll go every couple of weeks or so and into August and September doing uh, these podcasts, and we will keep you updated on all things NBA uh, 2K24, Jamon Summer, Season Long Baller, and we will start talking again as we get closer to October. We will start talking more and more about NBA 2K24. Maybe we'll see some of the differences between 2K23. Uh, how did you feel about NBA 2K23? Or anytime you can hit me up on the comment section of any of the videos or hit me in the comment section in this uh, video 
And uh, that is very much appreciated. You can tell me what you thought of NBA 2K23, what you thought of Jamon Summers, anything season-long baller. And don't forget about seasonlongballer.com. We will be doing some upgrades there. Send some clip. We'll do some clip uploads of uh, plays that weren't necessarily the best plays of the year, but key plays throughout the 82-game season. And as you know, here on Season Long Baller, we simulated the entire Washington Wizards schedule where when the Wizards played, we were playing. Check out our channel. Uh, matter of fact, check out the playlist there. It's down in the description below where all 82 games are in the playlist along with the playoffs. And that's really one of the two deviations we had during the season where the actual Wizards, of course, did not make the playoffs. And that probably led to this entire rebuild that they are going through. But since we did, we did not follow, obviously, the Washington Wizards uh, schedule there. And of course, no shock there. So that is really the official wrap of the season for Season Long Baller. Again, the Wizards with a 4-1 series victory over the Memphis Grizzlies to take the NBA Finals title with us and our player, Bill Jamon Summers, taking home the NBA Finals, the Bill Russell NBA Finals uh, MVP. We will see you again August with our next podcast. You have a wonderful summer, and thank you very much for all of your support during the season. Look forward to seeing you again. Have a wonderful summer, a wonderful rest of your day, and we will talk to you again soon. That's it for Season Long Baller. Your support and watching the channel is much appreciated. Peace.